the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm very busy, but I'm good. How are you? Good. We're, we're busy here too. So what's your thought about 2019? Like, how do you like it now after it's in bottle? I think it's great. Well, I don't, it's an adjective, which is stupid, but um, <laughs> what I mean is what we've noticed when we tasted it, you know, it's, that we were far from the emotion of what happened during Imprimeur that year. And so we could be more objective about it. And um, I do think it's a great vintage. Um, and because of balance, which is, again, an adjective I don't like to use myself, mm -hmm. because I think it's overused and that's one of those thing which is a bit nebulous uh, mm -hmm. but I do think it reflects perfectly the, the vintage uh, in terms of acidity of power and also what I was very surprised about is the um, quality of the tannins of the fruit because you mm -hmm. know when we tried it on Primeur it was a very flashy fruit very yeah. seductive and I was Because of that, I was really happy with the vintage, but then I preferred 2020 because it had more depth right away to me. Mm -hmm. But 2019 has, has gained so much depth. Uh, so um, I think it's far better in bottles. Um, yeah. You know, because you know that so well that we don't make wine which are usually ready and have their best en primeur because mm -hmm. we are looking for something else. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I was not a huge fan on 2018 because they are a bit too baroque to me, a yeah. bit too not extravagant but it's like in my mind it's like a dark perfume something opium like you know like a yeah. dream or something and 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 then 2019 to me as this this dark power but it's it's more subtle and uh and i i do think so i was very happy to taste it in bottle again and and because i felt very objective and not just in this this kind of thing people were trying to do with dad's last vintage and stuff yeah. and actually for me as as a winemaker well let's say uh, yeah now a winemaker but at that point i was following that already mm -hmm. and and so i can to me when i taste in bottle it uh It is very obvious to me to compare it with how I I, I felt during the season. And, yeah. and especially now we've been through 2020 and 2021, which have been so exhausting and so not obvious in terms of winemaking. 
2019 has really this, this obviousness of, of balance, which is, which is real, you know, and, and I think it's also why 2020 and 2021 are so interesting and great to taste and to live because you can reflect back on 2019 and be like, this is what an obvious vintage is. Um, uh, this, and, and I think it's the same when you taste it. It's easygoing, yeah. but it, it's, but at the same time, refreshing. And like when you spend a very good moment, a very good evening with friends and everything is going on perfectly, you know, and just flowing. So that, that's yeah. my, my feeling about, about the vintage now. And I'm, I'm so happy to open bottles. I think tasting it now, it's, it's, it's a very surprising vintage somehow. You, you always find new things, but yeah. maybe because when it's so perfectly easygoing, like you're able, like in a nice painting to go and fetch for nice details all around. So I, I have great pleasure with those wines. And I think every, also every, every chateau, every wine has a very strong personality in 2019. I really but, like what you say, because I thought you really nailed it when you said that um, it's just so refreshing and like obvious in a good way, like not, not, um, it's like, it's so easy to understand. I think that some people are making the mistake where they think, oh, it's, uh, it's, you know, you can really understand it quickly and it has good structure, but, oh, well, maybe it's not that complicated or maybe it's not as good as it is. And that's what I really like about it. I found that 2015 was like that too, even though it was a warmer vintage, but I really think that what you say is right and sometimes people forget that, right? Yeah. Like you said, after tw 2020 and 21, 21, the whole idea of just like sitting down with friends and drinking a great bottle of wine and, and, you know, and that's how it used to be every day. But 20 and 21 was complicated and difficult with COVID and all the other problem, you know, the other um, difficulty your family had with your dad's passing. <laughs> Yeah, really cool, really thoughtful and nice. You know, so that's really from your heart. I have many friends who are like to tell they are not wine connoisseur, which is something mm -hmm. I hate hearing from them. But anyway, and, and because <laughs> they are expecting wines to be so difficult to understand and so... And, and those 2019, you know, there is something definitely complex and powerful, but it's approachable enough to sit back and enjoy. So Exactly. They give so much pleasure right away when you taste them that you almost think to yourself, are they really great? But for me, mm -hmm. I think that that's actually, you know, uh, some of the great vintages of Bordeaux were like that, like 82, 90, um, 2009 it gave pleasure right away i think mm. that that's exciting which wine do you want to start with uh Saint-Em, if that's okay, okay with you yeah sure do you remember the harvest 
like when you were harvesting the grapes, what they looked like in 19? Well, again, they were really well. They had a good length and good berries uh, uh, size. It was like, and again, I'm saying that because 2020, the branches were really short and the yields were lower. And uh, 2021, we had huge berries and uh, huge gray branches. But in 2019, it was perfectly shaped, like uh, yeah. good size and good size of the berries. Um, like like you expect a bunch of bunches to be and and the, the skin as well were just thick enough uh the ratio between the pulp and the skins were also really good so the quality of the the tannins are really silky no like really soyeur we had a very dry summer you know mm -hmm. But we had those heavy rains at the end of July and at the end of August. So That's, the bunch mm -hmm. were not that, like all stretched out and then shrink and stressed out and shrink. Unlike those past two years where the skin was really badly treated by the weather. And in 2019, it was just you had the time for concentration to happen. Uh, in, in July and then the rain which helped you know like it was the first marathon and then you had your branch of water and then you run again but you have time to perform in between the mm -hmm. rain so that, that was a really good balance of drought and, and, and rain so that's why the, the, the bunches were so balanced okay so now we have the Grand Vin It's really floral. Wow, so perfume. I don't remember it being so perfumed. It's really perfumed, no? Mm. The tannins are so integrated in the wine. It's sort of weightless. You know, you, mm. you don't really get the tan. You, you know they're there, but they just spread across the palate. It's such an incredible wine. What I like about it too is it's so, it's so harmonious that there's you really want to you know you want to drink it even though it's it's something that'll age for so long. That's what I think. Like we were saying earlier, it just it really gives incredible pleasure and just um, has such brightness to it. It's visceral. You taste it and you can feel this just wonderful wine. It's, uh, yeah, it's very emotional to me to taste uh, Legis Cliné always. Yeah. Of course. I, I love this wine so much. And uh, I was just thinking when you were talking that it was really much um, that's like, you know, this, um, and, and, I know, again, it, it might be something which is oversaid and that which is easy saying, but in my humble little position, I do feel more and more how a wine reflects the winemaker character. Mm -hmm. and, and 
I'm saying that because, you know, dad was uh, so such a strong, impulsive sometimes man. And, and, in twi- and also he was a very soft man, very, you know, very delicate and soft. And, and, and I think his way of not talking, you know, but it was like um, you could feel there was this, this kind of depth of him underneath. And, and I feel like this one is really typical of who he was. Presence, like, and especially maybe in his last years, uh, this, this soft presence, but which has so more a brightness and depth. And, and you know, and, and I, I just, yeah, I do feel like that. And I love listening to you uh, right now about the wines because to me, it's really a depiction of the winemaker as well. And, and it's funny, but, and again, it might be easy saying, cause you know, you see many wines maker and it must be so interesting to see how they are connected to their wines. And yeah. for, for me, it's more and more obvious that that connection between uh, descri- describing a wine and describing people who make it. So yeah, that's I think, what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think that that's what's uh, really cool is that when you think of the word, word terroir, you know, French, that, that's because the human factor is integrated into soil. So it's more than just the soil and the climate or the echo because the ecosystem includes the person. So, um, and I was just thinking when you were saying that, like it, uh, what did the terroir influence your father so much that the terroir spoke through him or did he, um, um, change the, you know, the terroir. Anyways, I think that, you know, the personality of Iglise Clinet from your dad all those years working since the 80s you know this really is the essence of of that mm-hmm.